people have uh, experienced the feeling. And, uh, well, such as, as this. And nothing will ever be the same. And then there's this one, which we're going to use. I have a drummer helping me out tonight. Shackled by a heavy burden. Then the hand of Jesus touched me, and now I am no longer the same. He touched me. touched me, oh, he touched me, and oh, the joy that floods my soul, something happened, and now I know he touched me.
I'm not on an ego trip. I'm nothing on my own. I make mistakes, often slip. Just common flesh and bone. Well, I'll prove someday just what I say. I'm of a special kind. When he was on the cross, I was on his mind. of love was on his face on his head blood was on scarlet robe stained with crimson red though his eyes were on the ground He knew me. Yet he loved me. He whose glory makes heaven shine. Last week, did you know, um, it was a little too cold for everybody to get out. Frostbite was about to set in by the time you got from the car to the church that it had to bring out the ambulance, and then later just uh, the um, hearse. So we decided we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have church, thank you, uh, that night. Uh, my wife and I were in uh, Orlando. We, we knew the weather six months in advance and uh, made a good choice way back then. 
So last week, uh, Brother uh, Phil Carpenter was supposed to preach in that service, and since we didn't have that, Pastor told me yesterday that he was uh, that he was all set to go. So I didn't call him till this morning. I said, uh, Pastor said you were all ready, and so I think I may have talked him into being all ready again tonight. So uh, I told him I was going to be scotching for him, but I'm looking forward to hearing him. You know. Um, we need to be exposed to different concepts and different uh, people in their ministry and delivery and so on. And so when I found he had a Bible he was going to use tonight, that was refreshing to me. And I went in the office and got me one. So I hope you have your Bible and are ready for the preached word of the Lord. Most of you probably know Brother Carpenter better than I do. But he was uh, appointed on the committee, the steering committee for uh, the Heritage Ministries, he and his wife. And along with um, seven others. And so we've gotten to know them, appreciate them and their ministry. Uh, he touched my heart with the phrase, the forgotten harvest, and he is out there in nursing homes and in prisons uh, doing a ministry work that uh, doesn't get a lot of pub uh, publicity in churches. Uh, jail services are passe, and uh, nursing home uh, services, you know, are for somebody else. But I'm thankful that Jesus said that's what we're supposed to do, and that's what he's doing. So even if you know him better than I do, you can't be more excited about and ready for him to share the word of the Lord. So while he's coming, I want to make one quick announcement. Next week, of course, we will not be having service in here. That's Shalom Week. And um, then on Friday night, uh, Heritage Ministries will be responsible for the dinner. And so I have a, a list out there if you'd like to sign up for uh, something to bring, desserts, vegetables, uh, rolls, drinks, setting up or serving or cleanup. Cleanup's at the bottom, but that's likely to be one of the more important things. So if you would catch us out, out there at the table and sign up, that would be wonderful. Did I say while he's coming? Now while he's coming, <laughs> yes, I think we've got another. Pardon? Yes, thank you. Game night is this uh, Friday, and so we'll finalize these uh, these plans and be a part of that. Now, somebody said they didn't want to go to game night um, uh, because they were more serious type. You know, the, there are people there who who uh, don't play games. I mean, they're serious, and so some of us sit around and gossip and you know things like that. So you can find something that you'll do and enjoy. See if you can do anything, brother, to recover this service. I've left it to you in a hot fashion here. But love you, brother. Looking forward to hearing the word of the Lord. Good teacher and preacher. Praise the Lord. It's good to be in God's house tonight. Can I hear an amen? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I tell you what, I hate to, I hate to be in an old dried-up service, don't you? Man, I love to feel the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. I tell you what, I went to a church over in Lebanon here several years back. And this pre preacher, he got up there, the pastor of the church got up there, and he was struggling. Every, every, every word that come out of his mouth was a struggle. And finally, finally, he just, he, he just grabbed a hold of the Bible stand, and he said, looked at everybody, and he said, this service is drier than the dust storm in Texas. And I said under my breath, I said, you got that right, brother. But I can tell you, I've been in a lot of dried up services before. But I can tell you, Every church has got an old Sister Smith. I remember an old Sister Smith. Man, she was a powerhouse for the Lord. 
And man, we were singing old, we used to sing them old hymns and man, the praises of God, you know, and, and, and nobody could feel a thing. And all of a sudden, I heard somebody from way over on the one side of their church, Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! And man, she was up there shouting and jumping all over the place. Now, I'll tell you what, you got to know Sister Smith. Man, she was, she was a powerhouse for the Lord. She's went on to heaven now. But I can tell you, we were at the Honey Festival, and if you're around Lebanon area, you know about the Honey Festival. And I, I remember being down there stand, standing, me and my wife was standing right there in front of Lingo's department store, or hardware store, I should say, and, and she come up. There was Sister Smith. She came up to us, and she says, La, honey, said, how you, how you kids doing? And, she, and my wife made a mistake. She said, well, I'm not feeling all that well. Oh, let me pray. Let me let me pray for you. Let me pray for you. And man, she laid hands on her and she was shouting. <laughs> and man, people was going by and I was so embarrassed. <laughs> but I can tell you, it was she's she was awesome. Sister Smith, she was one of my mother's, one of my mother's best friends. But putting all kidding aside, aren't you glad that you know that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Aren't you know that you know that you know that you know? That one of these days you're going to leave this life and you're going to stand in the presence of the one who called you out of darkness into the shining light of the redeemed. Praise the Lord. And I can tell you, I want him to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'm going to make you ruler over many. Praise the Lord. I, I tell you what, I love Jesus tonight. And I go to a lot of different places. And man, I can tell you, this, you know, brother, brother Jones just mentioned some. He mentioned me going to the jails. I can tell you, some of your some of your people right here. From, I shouldn't say members, but some of the people right here has got people, members of their family in the Butler County Jail. My goodness! And man, the one lady asked me, said, "Would you go see my son?" And I went in there and, and tried to find him. And finally the guard says, you know, I found him. He's in lockdown. And man, I, I didn't get to talk to him. But then I, then I found out the very next day, I, man, I found out that he's in another pod now. He brought him out of that place, out of that, one, out of that area and brought him into a, new, in a different pod. And I, I wasn't going to the jail this week, but I'm going Monday night. But I can tell you, I can tell you this. I call old Pastor Jake Jacobs down there at the Princeton Pike Church. He goes almost every week. And I told Brother Jake, I said, Pastor, I said, Jake, would you see this man? With I give him his name and where he was at and all that. He said, I sure will. I can tell you we're all workers together in the, in, in, in the family of God, aren't we? We're workers together. I said all that to say this. Aren't you glad to know, praise God, that you've got a friend that sticker cl sticks closer to you than a brother. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says that the Lord, uh, he, the Bible says that, that, get these glasses on so I can see. The, the Bible says that God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God, and God is eternal. Can you believe this? I'm going to just kind of mess around a little bit right now. But I can tell you, I believe that you're going to receive something. I've never preached a message like this one before in my life. And I can tell you, I've got two messages in one. Have you got time to, if you got time, folks, got time tonight? Well, I'll tell you what. The Bible says that God is eternal. He's an eternal God. And one day, guess this, God was in eternity. 
get this. God stepped out of eternity, and in your first book of your Bible, the book of beginnings, Genesis 1, chapter 1, verse 3, chapter 1, verse 3, God stepped out of eternity and said, let there be, and at that very moment, time began to tick, time began to tick. Then we find out in the book of Revelation, in the book of endings, we find that John said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and God, the heavens rolled back like a scroll. And, and he said, I saw a mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, I saw a mighty angel come down, clothed with a cloud. His eyes were like the, like a, like the sun. He had a rainbow about his head. And praise God, his feet was like pillars of fire. Hallelujah. And he set his right foot upon the sea, his left foot upon the earth, and lifted his hands and swore to him that liveth forever and ever that time shall be no more. Thus we go back into eternity. I'm looking forward to that eternal home that I've got, aren't you? I'm looking forward to know that, that one of these days we're going we're gonna to be in heaven where eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the good things that God has in store for them that love him. Praise God. Eternity. Had you ever thought about eternity? What is eternity? Eternity is one eternal, constant, present tense. Man, time shall be no more. One eternity, one eternal, constant, present tense. I think about that word eternity. Eternity, what a heavy, heavy word eternity is. You see, everything in this life that we know of is temporal and is passing away. But in that home to wherever one of us are going to be going. I, maybe I should say in that eternity where each and every one of us are going one day. Everything is eternal. Heaven with all of its beauty and glory and blessedness, it's eternal. Hell, wherever that horrible place of punishment and darkness is, it's eternal. And what we are here, what we are here when we die, we will be in eternity. Things will never change after you die. Nothing will change after you die. Death changes nothing except our place of existence. Had you ever thought about that? Death changes nothing except our place of existence. I hear the wise words of Solomon in his book that he read, that he wrote. Excuse me, Ecclesiastes, the eleventh chapter, the third verse. He said, "In the place where the tree falleth." There shall it be. If it falls to the south or if it falls to the north, there shall it be. Whatever your spiritual condition is at the moment that you die will be your spiritual condition all throughout eternity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going somewhere, brothers and sisters. We're going somewhere. I, I think about a lot of the folks that I've met and a lot of those men in, in the jails even. I think about them. They're, they're, most of them are, are a different, little different religion than what we are. They came from down Central America and, and Mexico. I don't want to mention any names, but they, a lot of people believe that when you die, you go to a holding place where 
people can, and your friends and relatives can bail you out. Or I shouldn't say bail you out, but pray you out of that place and get you into heaven. But I can tell you, I've read this Bible many, many times through cover to cover, and there's no such place in my Bible that I've ever read. If you die in sin, you're going to be in sin. You're going to be in a terrible place that God prepared for the devil and his angels. He didn't, pre he didn't pre prepare that place for us. He prepared a place for the devil and his angels. And it's not his will that any of us perish, but that all of us should come to repentance. I want to go to heaven, don't you folks? I'll tell you what, I want to go to heaven. I got too many reasons to go to heaven. I got a mom and dad in heaven. Praise God. I got a, I got my sister, several sisters that, that, that are that's in heaven right now and a brother there. And I can tell you, I go down that old South Lebanon cemetery and I stand right in the middle of that in that middle of that plot and I, I look up sometimes and I, I think about all the folks. God, I think about my family, memories that I remember back years ago. And I, I tell you what, I think I think I, I say to the Lord, Lord, they all left a good report. And Lord, if you delay your coming, I'm going to be laying right beside of my dad one of these days if you don't come soon. And I want my prayer, Lord, for you. Lord, let me leave a, let, let me leave a good report. You see, we got to leave a good report. Praise God, we've got to leave a good report. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And whatever your spiritual condition is at the moment that you die, that will be your spiritual condition all through eternity. You see, Judge the judgment bar of God is not to be a is not to be a, a uh, is not to be a trial to determine to, to determine determine the guilt or innocence of all those that stand before Him. Judgment day will will determine nothing, but it will show the guilt or innocence of everyone that stands before Him and will execute. Execute the penalty of justice upon the, the guilty and the reward of justice, the reward of righteousness, I should say, upon the innocent. But judgment will change nothing. All, everything will be, will be revealed in eternity. Everything will be revealed at the judgment bar of God. But judgment will change, will change nothing. In the place where the tree falleth, there shall it be. Hallelujah. In Revelation, the 22nd chapter, 11th verse, we read these words. We read these words regarding the state and condition of all men as they leave this world and enter into that eternity that awaits us. Get this. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. He that is filthy, let him be filthy still. He that is Righteous, let him be righteous still. He that is holy, let him be holy still. This is the message that the angel gave to John to give to us, and it's my message for you tonight. There will be no changes in eternity, no changes whatsoever. You might say to me, well, what must I do? If you're here tonight, what, what must I do to be saved? Well, it's very simple. If Romans 10 and 9 just tells us doesn't how to, what we're supposed to do. Romans 10 and 9 tells us, says, for if you, shall con if you will uh, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. The one I love too, 1 John 1 and 9. 1 John 1 and 9 says, if you'll confess your sins, 
if you'll confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. And Hallelujah. Faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Bible says, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Praise God. The greatest definition of faith is not found in Webster's Dictionary. It's not found in, found in any dictionary that I know of. The greatest dictionary I know of is the Word of God. And we read that, we read the definition of, of faith right in the, the faith chapter of the Bible. The faith chapter, 11th chapter of Hebrew. And we read this. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. By, by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand, we understand by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are, not, are seen were not made of things which do appear. And we go on down in that faith chapter into the 11th chapter of uh, 6th verse of Hebrews, and it says this, it says, And without faith it's impossible to please God. He that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I want to stay on my knees. I want to stay on my knees and call on him each and every day. I don't leave the house unless I've got on my knees and asked the Lord, praise God, to, to, to watch over me, to guide me. To, I, I pray for my children each and every day. I pray for my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren. I know that, that we're living in tr troubled times right now. We're living in times that we have never saw before in our lives. It's unbelievable when you see, watch the news and find out all the things that's happening across this world. And it's, un, it's an immoral world that we live in today. Praise God, but praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. And everything that we receive from God is by faith. We receive our healing by faith. We receive our salvation by faith. We receive the gifts of the Spirit by faith, the Holy Ghost by faith. And everything that we receive is by faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. The Bible tells us again. Let me tell you again. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Praise God. You know, I was walking through a grocery store not long ago. And, and, and I walking through the checkout lines. And the... I guess they call them, the, I've heard them say, the grocery store tabloids. You know those little newspapers that you see? You know, they got magazines and little newspapers that you see as walking through the grocery store. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And I was trying to think of what the names of them were the other day, and I thought, well, I, I know the one is probably called uh, National Enquirer. And I believe, I believe, I'm not positive, but I think the other one's the Star or something like that. I think it's the Star. But I read, I, I was seeing them headlines, and it says, it's one, one of them said, one of the headlines said, World War II bomber found on the moon. <laughs> Another one says, woman gives birth to a two-year-old baby. <laughs> Another one says, child walks and talks in three days. Another one says, Adam and Eve's bones found in Asia. Here's one more. Eve was a space alien. It's unbelievable what people will, they'll buy these, these papers and read them and actually believe what they read. They believe that stuff. It's amazing, isn't it? 
But they refuse to believe in the Bible. They refuse to believe in the virgin birth. Refuse to believe that you can be born again. Your sins can be covered under the blood of Jesus. And they refuse to believe that this world will not always exist as it does today. I tell you what, I believe Jesus is the Lord of my life. I believe he's coming soon. I want to be ready when he calls me home, when that's at the sound of the trumpet. I want him to, I want him to see me, don't you? And I love that song as my brother just sung. When I was on the cross, I thought about that the other day. Lord, I know when you laid, when you gave your life upon that cross, I know that I was on, on, on your mind, Jesus. After all these years, he said, the Bible tells us he knew us before we were formed in our our mother's womb. He knew what kind of color hair we were going to have. Oh, he knew what color eyes we were going to have. He knew us, didn't he? He knew us, praise God. And I believe that he knew, I believe we, we were on his mind when he was on that cross. Don't you? Praise God. Hallelujah. But you know what? The good news is, I shouldn't say good news. I don't like to walk good. The Bible says, the just shall walk by faith. Reading about old old uh, um, Lu- uh, Martin Luther, that old German man, man. I'm a, he was in Rome a long time back. He was in the city of Rome, and Rome was a desolate. I mean, a sinful city. And somebody said during his time period, I read. He said, "If hell's if hell if if hell exists, he said, I know that Rome is over top of hell. If Rome was sitting right over top of hell, but let me tell you something." He marched up to that old, them old steps of the, of the church, and he lifted his hands, I believe. I didn't, didn't know. He didn't say he lifted his hands, but I believe he lifted his hands. An old, an old church man, you know, an old gospel preacher, and he lifted his hands, and he hollered out, The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. You know what? I've had to walk by faith before, and faith is not a, a good t- thing to walk by. I, don't, I love to walk in the sight of God. I love to feel the Spirit of God. I love to feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost all over me and to know that I know that I know, praise God, that, 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 that I'm somewhere where I love to be. And man, you feel the Holy Spirit just war, war, kind of washing over you and you feel, you feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost and you just feel, praise God, it's a place I can't even explain. I can't explain how you, and you folks know what I'm talking about. You just can't believe the anointing that, and, the, and the grace of God that flows through us. But time, at time, we have to walk by faith. We have to walk by faith. I remember walking by faith. I had to walk by faith. And man, it was the most troublesome time, the most difficult time in my life that I've ever had. Uh, and I just thought, man, I just thought, I just thought, oh God, my, my spiritual life is just dried up. And this thing when I went through, I hadn't done any, I hadn't sinned. I hadn't done anything. You see, when you walk by faith, it's like a, it's a testing time. It's a, it's a time that God is wanting to find out what you're made of. Are you for sure? About like, old, about like old Peter said, Lord, I won't deny you. I'll die with you. But when it come to, when, the, when the rubber hit the road, old Paul or old, old Peter said, I never knew the man. I never knew him. I never knew him. But then Jesus, just before he went, just before he went back to heaven, He was standing on the seashore, bread and fish on the shore. He saw old Peter standing. They were out there fishing. Seven of the 12 disciples were fishermen. And I can tell you, my goodness, 
old, old Jesus, Jesus said, hollered out, said, hey, brothers, have you caught any fish? Well, no, we've been fishing all, all night. Cast your net on the other side. And old John looked at John. He, John looked at Peter and said, Peter, it's the Lord. It's the Lord. It is. And old, most of them jumped into the sea, the Sea of Galilee, and they swum to shore. And man, I tell you what. Old Peter, he, he, he was dragging them nets. He got some people, I guess, to help him. 153 uh, fish in that after they didn't catch anything all night. And all of a sudden, they got 153 fish in that net. Praise God. But I, I said all that to tell you this. The just shall live by faith. Man, I would go, I, I could, I'd go to church. I couldn't feel a thing. I'd pray and seek God, and I could not feel a thing. Man, I remember going, I remember, man, it's so vivid. It's way, and it's been years and years ago. My children were young then. And that little girl right over there, <laughs> Amy, she was just a young girl too. And she knew my children too, didn't you? You knew my kids. And I can tell you, I remember going up to the little country church up there in Waynesville. I remember going up there, Fred Napier, her, uh, Amy's dad, he used to preach there occasionally. And I can tell you, I remember going there and that preacher would preach a dynamic message. Man, the power of God would be all over everybody. I'd look around and, and all of a sudden I see a bunch of people on the one side of the church just shouting and praising and glorifying God. I look over to the other side. Man, people be on their knees crying and seeking the Lord with their hands raised up. And I mean, we had a terror. I mean, it was a time. It was a time. But I couldn't feel a thing. I was washed up. And I hadn't done anything. I remember driving up that uh, at nighttime on a Sunday night uh, up a four-lane highway, uh, going toward going out of Waynesville toward Lebanon. And I can remember I not saying a word. I was so tore up in my spirit because I knew that I hadn't done anything, that I didn't know of anything that I'd ever done. But I can tell you. I remember I just, I had all tears, I was, my tears, tears coming out, you know, just all tore up in my spirit, and my wife knew that something was wrong with me, my kids wouldn't say a word, and Lord, I just said, Lord, under my breath, God, what have I done, what have I done, Lord, I got to know, what I, is there anything between me and you, and man, I would get ready, I mean, it went on for about two months like this. I couldn't feel a thing. I don't know if a soul that's ever went through something like that. But I just believe God was put was working a, a, something in my life to try to show me that I need Him. And I just I tell you what, we're going to have to seek God. The Bible says if you'll seek Him with your whole heart, you will find Him, and He will show you great and mighty things that you know not. Well, I tell you what, I don't know a whole lot of things, but I, and I, I'm not very intelligent. I'm not very smart, but I can tell you this. I'm glad that God put enough enough mind, enough brains in my head to know that when I that I was lost, and I went down to an old-fashioned altar prayer and gave my heart to the Lord many years ago. I tell you what, I got saved in the Church of God youth camp way up in northern Ohio, and I tell you what, I've never been the same. I tell you what, I've never been the same. I love Jesus, don't you? Praise God, I love Jesus, and I tell you what, hey Lord, I pray, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. I tell you what, I was getting ready for church one, one Sunday evening. We were about ready, trying to get ready for church, and I, and I thought about all this, what was going on in my life. I remember getting down on my knees in our bathroom and, and just crying out, Lord, I've got to feel your spirit. I've got to know that everything is okay between me and you. I don't know why I'm telling you all this, but I can tell you, is somebody here needs this. Somebody know that they probably maybe be going through something like I went through. But I got on my knees and cried out to the Lord. Lord, I've got to feel your spirit. i got to know that everything is okay between me and you. Lord, i got to feel you. I go to church and man, man, the pastor did the, man, he preached a great message again. I didn't feel the thing. Man, I tell you what, I was so tore up. So tore up. And, and it wasn't long after that, praise God, it wasn't long after that that I, I was at church. Man, and the power of God hit me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The power of God hit me. And man, it was joy unspeakable and full of glory. It was joy unspeakable, full of glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I thought at that time I'll never go through another heartache like this. Never go through another trial. Never have to walk by faith. And I'll never see anything like this. Ever, nothing will ever happen in my life like this again. But it always comes back. God knows. We don't understand why we have to go through things like that. But we know that we know that we know that all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord. The Bible tells us to seek the Lord with all of our heart. Lean not unto our own understanding. In all our ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. Praise God. He shall direct your paths. Praise the Lord. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Hallelujah. There was, a, there was an old, I shouldn't say an old guy, but there was a guy in the Bible in the 20th chapter, 20th chapter of the book of John. John the 20th chapter. This is the night, the evening of the evening of Jesus' resurrection. The Bible says they were all in a house. And the doors were shut tight. And Jesus appeared to them. There's only ten of the twelve only ten of the twelve disciples that were there. And all of a sudden Jesus appeared to them. He stood right in their midst. And they were terrified. And Jesus said, ho, 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 ho. I'm paraphrasing, of course. He lifted his hands and said, peace be unto you. Peace, my brethren. Peace. He showed him his hands. He showed him his, his side. And, and they knew indeed it was the Lord. Those doors were locked up tight for fear of the Jews. And they, they, and Jesus just walked right through the door or right through the wall. Peace be unto you. And then Jesus went out. And Thomas was one of the ones that was not there with the disciples that night. And when Thomas appeared, got come back, all the disciples got around Thomas and said, Thomas, 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 you're not going to believe. You're not going to believe. And you're not going to believe this. He said, what? He said, we, they said, we saw the Lord. We saw him. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. You, you saw him. Yeah, okay. Okay. No, Thomas, we saw the Lord. We saw him. And, 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 and 
He showed us his hands. He showed us his side. And Thomas said, I don't care what you brothers are saying. I won't believe until I put see the nail prints in his hand and put my finger where the nail prints were and put my, and put my hand where, the, where his side was. I won't believe. I won't believe. Eight days later, the Bible says that Jesus, they were in the same house. The doors were shut tight, and Jesus appeared to them. This time, Jesus said, Peace be unto you, brothers. He looked at he looked at Thomas and he said, Thomas, come here. I believe Jesus was a little bit disgusted with Thomas. He looked at he looked, he said, Thomas, come here. Look at my hands. See the prints where my hand where the nail prints are in my hand. Put your finger right here where my nail where those nails were. Look at my side. And I believe, the Bible, I, the Bible doesn't tell it exactly like this, but I believe that Thomas right then, he fell to his knees and with bitter tears. And he said, my Lord and my God, my Lord and my God, it's you, it's you, it's you. Jesus pointed his finger at Thomas and said, Thomas, you believe because you have seen. But blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. I'm a believer tonight. Jesus was telling him, quit being an unbeliever. Believe, believe, believe. It all comes down to having faith in Jesus Christ. Having faith in Jesus Christ. I believe, as the old apostle Paul said, I believe as he said when he said 1 Corinthians 15, chapter 51st verse, I believe as he said, Behold, I show you a mystery, my brothers. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet of God shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall rise, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible shall put on incorruption, and this mortal shall put on immortality. Then will it be brought past the saying I could have written. I kind of cut it off a little bit right there. But guess what? When this corruptible is put on incorruption, and this mortal is put on immortality, then will it be brought past the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Man, no more death where we're going. No more heartaches, no more disappointments, no more, no more unkind words. Man, it's going to be joy unspeakable and full of glory. And he went on to say, Paul went on to say, Therefore, brethren, be you steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for you know your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And I can tell you this, my brothers, you, we got to be ready to go at the sound of the trumpet. Because I can tell you, I believe with all my heart that we're leaving, living in, right here at the very moment, right now in the, in the closing hours of the last day. Praise God, we're living in a time that, that we better be ready. Because we can you believe it? Over 7 billion people standing on the threshold where I, on the face of this earth standing on the threshold of the greatest event in human history, the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're standing here on the threshold. 
Jesus is coming soon. We don't want to be lax. We want to be ready to go when he calls us home, don't we? We want to be ready. Am I right? I want to be ready. I don't know if you folks want to be ready or not. Praise God, but we got to be ready. Praise God. Have faith in God. Seek him when you feel. I so often tell, I've told other folks this, when they got saved, they, they and, and, and I go up to them, man, they got saved, they feel the spirit of God on them. And I said, you know what? There's only two times that you should go to church. What? I said, when you feel like it and when you don't. Stay in church. Isn't that right? Stay in church. Stay in church. Seek God with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. You know what I think right now, what we ought to do? I believe that we ought to just come around this altar, maybe pair off in about four or five or in a group, and just pray for the needs of each one. Just pray for each other and just worship the Lord. What do you want to do? You want to do that? Let's pray. You want to? Come on around this altar right here. We're just going to pray and seek God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I know it's a little bit different than what we normally do, but let's do that.